We are Artist Uprising. We have started a movement. Call it a revival for arts and entertainment. Call it a renaissance or united belief. That creativity should be undoubtedly expressed in a way that shapes culture for the better. That artists should have the resources they need to do the work that runs through their veins. And with the gathering of resources, we will one day abolish the phrase, starving artist. Day and night, the movement does not cease, for creativity never sleeps. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Artist Uprising podcast. I'm your host, Ketch Smith. Another one of our top 25 creatives of DFW is our guest today, Mariel Guzman. Mariel is a muralist, artist, and illustrator. In this episode, we talk about how Mariel got into painting, going to college, changing majors, moving to Dallas, murals, how she got into doing murals, how she prices her murals and all the different work, how she charges people, some of her favorite collaborations. We also talked about that and we talked about exciting things going on in her life. Mario was so much fun to talk to and hang out with. She is so kind and talented and is just incredible. And I'm so glad I got to sit down and have a conversation with her. This episode is sponsored by Common Desk, creative co-working spaces across DFW that provide monthly memberships and amenities for professionals and creators of all kinds. Find community and productivity at thecommondesk.com. Thank you so much for listening. Here is my conversation with Marielle Guzman. Marielle, thanks for being on the podcast. Hello. Thank you for taking the time. Um, What do you got going on today? You have a meeting? You were saying you have a meeting after this, but Mm -hmm. what else is going on? What is, what is life like right now? Is it crazy busy? Is it like kind of slow? It's definitely crazy, crazy busy. Really? Um, I was just in Mexico doing a big mural in the jungle. So I was delayed that's by crazy. the rain. Is this a good volume? Yeah, that's good. Okay. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it would rain every day. So then we were delayed by like a week. Um, so then I now I'm catching up with projects here. And then I'm doing like a big installation soon. Um, for this brand, yeah, which I can't really talk about. And then <laughs> also I'm doing a mural for Art Basel in Miami cool. next week. So Dang. I'm preparing for that and also doing meetings with more local businesses here yeah. and just kind of trying to get it all organized in my head. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a lot. Yeah. That's crazy. I just want everyone to be happy. You know? How did you... Um, How did you get the gig in Mexico? How did that come about? So that's, it's a mural festival they do. It's called Akumal Arts Festival. And one of the co-curators just found me on Instagram. And I know, and just messaged me a couple, no, like maybe like six months ago. And she was like, hey, I love your work. I think you'd be great for this festival that we run. Um, and you should like submit your portfolio. And I honestly thought it was like spam. I yeah, was like, what do you joke. mean? You want me to go paint <laughs> in this beautiful paradise in Mexico? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I just, they, I, got, I was one of the chosen artists. And then I got to go paint where I'm from, which was that's a awesome. beautiful experience. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Man. So you've got all this stuff going on. How, like, where, are you from Dallas? Like, like where, where did you grow up? I grew up, so I was born in Mexico, okay, in Michoacan, and then I grew up until like ten in uh, Monterrey, and then I moved to Dallas. Okay, so I I went to school like high school in Allen, 
just like oh, cool. suburbs. Yeah. yeah. And then went to college in Austin. Okay. And at UT? Back. Yes. Okay. What did you go to college for? Uh, studio art. Really? Yeah. I took that risky. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> route. What, um, what made you want to, so were you, have you always been painting? Is that always something that you've like done and like enjoyed or was that kind of like something that you found later on in life? What was, when did you get into painting and all of that um, and artwork and stuff? I've definitely been into um, just kind of creating art since I was little. Um, my mom is an artist, so she kind of really influenced me and my siblings. Mm. And my brother is also a painter. My sister was really into like pastel drawings. And then since I was, since I was little, I would just experiment with different mediums. And then I guess when I was around 15, I started really, really getting into painting and like making it something that I would do every day, mm-hmm. no matter what, because it became a sort of meditation in a way yeah. to just kind of escape. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's always just been a part of my upbringing. Um, and then my dad was an engineer. So then he kind of fueled a different form of creativity, yeah. like problem solving and in a way of kind of merged both ways of thinking mm-hmm. of creating artwork that is used for different purposes right. or like different kinds of experiences. And yeah. That's why like Later on, I want to really merge technology and art yeah. in different ways, but I'm getting That's ahead awesome. of myself. No, you're good. <laughs> um, and then, so you go to, you graduate from Allen, right? Is mm-hmm. that what you graduated from there? And then you go to UT. What made you, were you like, okay, I am going to do, I am going to make painting my thing. So I'm going to go to UT and get a degree in studio art. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? What what went into that what went into that decision? Was that like a hard decision to make or was that like, no, I'm gonna do this, this is gonna be great and it's gonna happen? Like or maybe a, a I, mixture of both. Had I decide to go to go to UT degree? and like get that specific degree. Was that did that was that just an easy decision? Or was it like kinda hard to make? It was kind of actually really impulsive. Yeah. Well so after High school, basically, I wasn't really sure what I would get a degree in. And in high school, I was in this IB art program, and my teacher really influenced me because he was a he made jewelry, and his wife was also an artist. Mm-hmm. So they were like both essentially creating artwork all the time, although also teaching. But then it made me realize, like, hey, you can you can make a career, like you can find a way to make a living as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so he really inspired me to just kind of go for it and give it a shot. Um, and I went to community college the first two years because I had to pay for my own college and I knew like I can't afford mm-hmm. to go um, and pay for four years. And then I was actually planning to go to an art school like a like ICIC in Chicago, like a legit one because I mm-hmm. thought, oh, if you really want to be taken seriously, you have to go to like the really known art schools. Yeah. And then I had a painting teacher at Colin that was one of my like first mentors, I guess. And she would always check on me and be like, ask me like what my goals are down the road. And like she knew I really, really wanted a career out of it. So then she's like, what do you want to go after this? And I told her, oh, 
this art school and she was like, oh, are you, do you have help from your parents? Because I hadn't really kind of put the numbers down and like yeah. realistically understood what I was getting into. And she was like, and I was like, no, I mean, I'm just, I have to get loans and do it myself. And then she highly encouraged me, she was like, do not do that. Like go to an in-state school get your degree here and then you can get a master's somewhere else, probably get it paid for if you do it right. Mm-hmm. But you will be in debt for the rest of your life, especially mm-hmm. if you're getting an art degree. Sure. Like, do not do that. So then <laughs> I was like, okay. So then literally last minute, like I had a month to do applications for wow. colleges. And then I just went for it. I applied to UNT and UT. I was like, whatever, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then I got into UT and I hadn't even like visited the campus or yeah. anything. Like, had you been to Austin? Yeah. Okay. But I just yeah. knew of it. It was like a good school. <laughs> yeah. So then when I got in, I was like, I yes. guess I'm going to UT. And then that's crazy. I just moved, and then I just kind of started figuring out. And um, usually they let you do a focus. Okay. Whenever you do art, um, so I was going to focus on painting, but then at UT they don't let you do that. They want you to like try everything basically so then which at first i was really kind of yeah. like on the fence about right um but i realized it made me a stronger artist down the road because i got to work in sculpture and um Do digital fabrication yeah. and it completely changed my practice right yeah yeah so that's crazy and then so you spent four years there or how long were you in austin uh three years three years and then what did you do after that did you move back to dallas or did you stay in austin I moved back to Dallas, yes, and then... Were you painting? What was, like, did you have a job, or what was, what were you doing back in Dallas? I was definitely painting again. I was excited to be out of an academic setting, and, like, kind of, in a way, limited of what I could create, Mm -hmm. um, or who I was creating it for, Um, So I was really excited to start my own kind of projects. And then I started, I went back to this restaurant I used to serve at for most of college. I would come back in the summer and they would let me work there. So then I started serving again because that's what you do. Like, you know, it's not just like, oh, you get a job right away and everything's perfect. You get your degree and then everything happens. Yeah, like your life is set. No, especially as an artist. (laughs) Um, So that was the most anxious, like, couple months I've had in a while. Um, but I'm luckily I got um this gallery in Fort Worth called Art Room. Okay. They're now a nonprofit, um, which focuses on like art education, but they they still do shows as well. But this was like two years ago. They just found me on Instagram and then they were like, Hey, we want you to be in this show we have in the fall. And then so it was my first kind of art show. Yeah. After college. And then through that I ended up getting an art internship with the curator um, of that gallery. And so then I was doing an internship and serving for like about mm-hmm. a year and just balancing both, which was insane. But but the goal was I want to do art full-time. I want to paint full-time. For sure. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And when did that, when were you able to do that? Like how long, say after college, after you got your degree, how long was it to win okay, now I'm painting and doing art full-time. Like, this is my sole gig. Like a year later. Really? Yeah. How did that happen? 
Be- <laughs> um, because of um, that art internship, the person I was working under, her name's Katie Murray. Okay. She's a muralist and designer um, in Fort Worth. Um, so she's the one who kind of introduced me to public art and different kinds of ways that art can exist in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and through her, I would, I was basically like her junior creative director in a way. Okay. So we got to like work on different kinds of projects. Yeah. Um, and um, I guess my first big gig with her um, was with the Fort Worth Zoo. They just reached out to her because um, she's well known as a muralist there. And they're like, hey, we need, we have this new ex- um, area we're developing and we need someone to come and just kind of like come up with a whole vision of it. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be like a West Africa like kind of village. Um, okay. And it was a big project. And I remember being with her in the coffee shop and she's like, I don't, I don't know if we can do this. Like, this is like big time job, whole crew. Un- and then I was like, Let's just do it. Yeah. Like, we have to just do it. And then, um, so we just went for it, and we made a team. We got another artist to help, and then my mom, because she does uh, faux painting. Okay. Which is, like, you can make anything look, like, you can make a wall look like brick or marble. Oh, okay, or yeah, Like yeah. a fake castle. Yeah. So then it was amazing to be able to bring my mom into this big yeah. job. Um, and then from that, I was able to quit serving because I had to move to Fort Worth yeah. and be there like nonstop for two months just at the zoo. Oh, um, it took you two months to do that? Yeah, because wow. I had to paint all the murals in right. that area. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, even things that I've never done before, like different kinds of techniques and different types of like lettering. Yeah. Which, but then it's that kind of thing where... If you want to do this, you have to just kind of go for it and teach yourself and like, yeah. you know, yeah, I don't know. It's absolutely. like, again, problem solving. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then from that, I was able to just kind of start doing my yeah. own thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And so after that, you started, you like started doing your own thing and now you're like, a muralist, I mean, you're getting called, like, you're going to Miami, you're doing all these things, like, what has that been like? Has it been, how long has it been since then? A year and a half. Okay, wow. <laughs> that is crazy. I feel like it's been a decade. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Oh, yeah. It's different when I'm looking at it, like, a year and a half. I'm sure it's felt like <laughs> a long time for you, for sure. Um, what is that? What has that journey been like since you, like, you were still serving and now you're like, you're just painting and doing all that. What is it? Has it been fun? Has it been exhausting? Has it been, how did like, what's it been like? All of the above. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Madness. Definitely. Um, I don't even know how to, ex- yeah. yeah, it's just, I mean, I've done so many different types of projects and, um, so many different kinds of challenges of like, a mixture of panic, like, can I do this? Oh, do yeah. I actually have what it takes to make this happen for this client or for this exhibition that I'm doing? Um, and then, again, just kind of pushing through it and being like, yeah. I guess it's a lot of having trust in yourself. 
yeah. and in your craft and your instinct to make your ideas happen. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely been a lot of hard work, a lot of um, alt-nighters, um, but it's still, like, just so exhilarating, yeah. and it, yeah. I get, I'm still excited every day when yeah. I wake up. Even if, even if I know I'm, like, I have a long list of to-do things, right. it's, like, I'd rather have this be on my list than, like, all these things that I'm just right. dreading doing, yeah. and then I have to just do it no, because I have to survive because I'm a human. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That makes sense. How do you determine what job to take and job meaning a painting or a mural? Is it, you just take everything or is it like, does, is there like a certain criteria that you have that like, okay, no, I want to do this or I don't want to be a part of this. And you don't have to like tell me why you don't want to be, able, but like, do you have, how do you decide, okay, I'm going to go after this one. I'm not going to do this one because saying yes to one is saying no to a lot of other ones. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you decide which one to go with? So and how many do you take on <laughs> at a time? Sorry, that's two different questions. No, it's okay. <laughs> that's actually something that I've really been working on um, because at first I would say yes to a lot of things and a lot of yeah. things that I particularly wasn't it wasn't like my field mm-hmm. of skills. Um, but again, I just like to kind of always learn and add on to my box of skills and stuff. Yeah. Um, um, no, you could. No, yeah, I mean, at first it was the whole thing of you want to gain exposure. So any opportunity, you see it as an opportunity to take you somewhere else or you can meet someone there that yeah. can like give you some other kind of opportunity. And that's the mentality that I had, being very open-minded. Um, and But then I got to the point where I was taking on too much. And again, I mean, sleep wasn't like a factor. <laughs> it or, was non-existent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I'm like, I'm not a robot. Um, yeah. I'm a human and I need to take care of myself. And yeah. also I realized like um, there's a point whenever I really wanted to start narrowing down my um, my focus on what I specialized in because yeah. I feel like when you really kind of nailed, like focus on one specific thing, you can really get to somewhere else more. Right. Um, I can't know. Um my yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Um, hold on. You want to focus in on one thing instead of having all these other like broad. You want to be excellent in one thing and go yeah. after that one thing. But then also not really like one thing because that's another thing. Sure, I get sure. bored really easily. Yeah. Um, that's like it was more like I was doing lettering and illustration and then logo and then yeah, um, yeah, like so many different like parts of like your creative brain were mm-hmm. working at the same time. Um, and, but then also the a big, another reason why I was saying yes to these things was because of like money. Like I was like, Hey, like I yeah. might take a job that I don't particularly enjoy, but it's something and it's going to help me make it through the next month. Right. Um, 
because you still need to live. Right, that makes sense. And then luckily now I'm starting to get, um, I'm starting to get like kind of clients that uh, reach out to me because they like my work specifically and they want me to really just have all the creative freedom. Um, And luckily they're ones that pay well or fair. Yeah. They actually understand that like we are like it's our career and it's right. not just like, oh, it's for exposure for you. That was always it's not a favor. Liter- exactly. Yeah. That was always the conversation at first. Like it's a favor to you. Like you're lucky that I want to. They work. would tell you that. They didn't necessarily say sure. it's a favor, but it was like, hey, like it's exposure for you. Like I can't Whoa. pay you, but then I would see they would spend all this money on like other parts of that event. Right. Yeah. Everything else. That were also <laughs> entertainment. Um, but yeah, I That's mean, crazy. it was sacrifices. I was like, sure. you know what? I'm here now, but maybe one day I'll be on the other side. And then they're like, oh no, like I am. They make me feel like they really respect me mm-hmm. and my work and respect me as a professional. Yeah. And um, now I'm working with people like that. Yeah. That we are like, we see each other as equal and we're both right. really happy to work together yeah. and like combine forces yeah yeah no that's that's, (laughs) do you so speaking of like the money do they give you a number and you're like yes or do are you like here's my here's the lowest i'm going to take this job for or how do you how do you determine like how much is a fair amount or a good amount to get paid like how did because at first like you know you're taking jobs because one it's either like I need money, so I'm going to take this job. Um, but now, how do you how do you kind of determine like okay, this job is it? Does it depend on like the size of the job and the size of the mural and all that stuff, or like what what kind of goes into how much you're getting paid? You don't have to tell me how much you're getting paid, but like, what is the thought? How do you think about how do you think through that, and how does that work? Um, so I have developed uh, like a rate that I work yeah. within, depending on. Um, like level of detail they want and obviously scale and type of surface. Um, but it does tend to vary um, between every client. Like some of them have a specific budget they're working with. Right. Um, so I will ask like if they have a budget and then I'll let them know how much I typically charge. And then I... I am always open to negotiating because if it's a project I'm really excited about and it's, I don't know, a company, nonprofit that doesn't have that much, they don't have a big budget for that, but I know this is going to really help them out and benefit the community or, you know, doing art for, not always making artwork for the sake of making money. Right, yeah. It's also, like, I always like to consider, like, oh, how will this affect like the people that get to experience it. And yeah. if that's so much greater than what, well, however money they would pay, I could get paid. And then right. I would always, I'll always choose like how positively my artwork can benefit the people, right. you know, yeah, no, and the culture sense. and the community yeah. over that. Um, but I do, again, I do, I still have to be, like, pretty, like, okay, I have to make right. this amount of money at least this month right. to make it. Um, so, 
it does vary, but I have developed like a rate. And I do, since I also do like paintings for like showing in galleries and I also do installations that's for like events and stuff yeah. and then sometimes customized apparel. All of them have different prices and it's yeah. just been a lot of a lot of researching of other artists in my level career wise, like how much they charge. Right. And then a lot of networking with other artists and talking to them. Yeah. Luckily some of them are open to talking about it. Yeah. Which is always great. I know. I'm, you know, I'm like <laughs> I want to know because I don't want to get screwed over. Yeah. And it's a thing of like helping each other out. Like, hey, am I underselling myself? Um, right. And then. And how are you going to know if nobody's talking about it and exactly. nobody's going to answer your questions? And yeah. then we I help each it. other out. If yeah. we're all we're like, no, we're at this level. Like we charge this. Do not accept any less. Like if you inform each other. Right. Then nobody is going to be screwed because people start to understand oh this is how much this costs this is how much it is because a lot of people don't know how much murals cost how much this costs they have no idea and they'll be like oh well this should be enough right and then somebody (laughs) will be like I'll take anything yeah and then you know yeah for sure what's been the hardest part it's been like a year and a half since you've been doing kind of your own thing you're kind of on your own what's been um not that you're on your own but like You've been painting and doing all that stuff. What's been the hardest part about it? Like running a business, like, has it been like the businessy side of it? Has it been trying to get more um, painting gigs or kind of what's been the most challenging part for you? Um, I think definitely the business side of it. Um, I have like, I got no training of any sorts yeah. in college. Uh I was wanting to get some form of minor or, like, take some classes, but they didn't allow studio art to get minors. It's, like, a really intensive um, degree as far as, like, our studios. Our studio classes were, like, four hours long, and we would take sometimes, like, two a day. So it was almost impossible sometimes to squeeze another one in between. Um, So a lot of – actually, all of the business side of things, I've had to just learn on my own. Again, do a lot of research. Yeah. I got a lot of books in college that were like super helpful as far as guidance. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's like having to play all these roles that you a, a, a company typically has. Like you yeah. have someone who does accounting, someone right. who does marketing, someone is just the creative You're director. You're all of the above. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. It's and I'm also oh yeah yeah like doing all the communication with clients and like organizing that and then yeah taxes like oh yeah no one oh, told my. me how taxes work <laughs> as a freelancer um that's been a beast of its own um and yeah and just trying to throw it all like get sleep and then remain sane and also yeah. most importantly like have enough time and juice in my brain to dedicate to the studio part yeah because at the end of the day i want to always make something great for the person i'm creating it for like Mm -hmm. i want to make sure like i'm not just completely burnt out and then i'm out of ideas that's like my biggest fear like is this gonna be my last good idea like am i done for the year um do to hibernate i don't know (laughs) Go off on like a silent retreat and like. <laughs> I really considered. I actually looked into those at one really? point. I was desperate. Oh man, was those, like, that would be so hard. I, know. I was like, I just need silence. 
I think we all do. I think we all do. Um, have you collabed with anybody? Have you collaborated with any anybody here in Dallas that you want to shout out or that you loved in particular working with them or or any other artists here in Dallas that you are a fan of? Can it be Fort Worth? Yeah, DFW. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of my favorite ones this year was um, I collaborated with Adam Palmer. Okay. He's a screen printer in Fort Worth. Nice. And he's amazing. Like, we followed each other on Instagram. That's how we met. And he just, he has, like, the same type of creative process as me. Um, definitely very vivid colors yeah. and lots of details, lots of layers, and mostly abstract. So it's just, like, a big, it, like, appears to be chaotic when you look at it first, but then when you start to, like, really immerse yourself in the work, you realize, like, there's, like, a would it be like a mythology? Like there's just like the artist knows what they're doing. Yeah, Even yeah, if yeah. it's just yeah. like instinct, like right. there's just, just like natural. a logic to yeah, it. Yeah. Um and we always wanted to collaborate together, but we thought we would do it screen printing, because I also have a background in that. Um and then we were asked by this collective in Fort Worth called Mañana Land, which okay. does like amazing big production shows um, with a lot of like very experimental and like new media type Mm -hmm. of work and they wanted us to do a mural together which we would never think would be our first collab like here's a whole side of a building and then paint it exactly and then like like I said we were both very um, our work like we make sense of our creative process through color and like color relationships and Mm -hmm. balancing it out and they wanted us to do all black and white. Grayscale. Wow. And I found out later by the curator that he did it on purpose. He was like, I wanted to put them together and then challenge them to make sense of this big canvas with grayscale. Which at first I was like, I don't know. Like, again, it's one of those things like, no, that's, I'm not this right. artist. Like, you should get someone else. Like, I, I like all the colors. Well, not it's, it's like I just don't yeah. think I can create something like powerful enough for you for this event um, because this isn't my. But then again, it's just kind of like no, this is a challenge. Say yes. Yeah. Like, see if you can really, I mean, unite forces with this other person and then create something interesting and just a experience for the public because it's right on right. the street and stuff that can attract them, even if it's not through the colors that usually attract them. It's right. just through use of composition and line. And they did let us use, like, a little bit of color. Um, but um, that was, like, one of the most effortless, like, collaborations I've ever done. Like, we have very opposite schedules, so a lot of it was, like, I would come in and then paint and just add stuff, and then he would come in the next day and then respond to what I put down. Oh, wow. Exactly. And then I would come back and then do it and then add on. So it was just like a did conversation. Did that cause any like frustration or like, or was it like, how did that, how did that work? No. That's good. Like it was yeah. literally like a conversation between awesome. us, but just with abstract shapes again and all mostly so grayscale cool. and like, and then making sense of this like world that we were creating yeah. together. Yeah. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, no, it was it was really really awesome. I really liked working with him. That's awesome. So cool. I don't know. Uh, well, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I appreciate your time. 
where can people find you? Are you, you have a website? You're on Instagram. Where can people find you? I have an Instagram, um, which is at Marielle Guzman. It's a long name, but I'm, I'm trying to change it. I have to find who owns <laughs> at Marielle. I can't find them. Ugh. I want to be like, please yeah. <laughs> let me have it. Yeah. Um, it's like when I'm sending murals, it's just, it's, it takes up so much room. That's funny. And then people always think I'm like related to El Chapo. <laughs> so then that creates a whole other conversation. Oh, that's great. In Mexico, that yeah. was like not, that was the worst. They're like, oh, wait, oh. we're not messing with you. And I'm like, no. Um, not related. Nope. That's funny. Um, but so yeah, on Instagram. And then my website is currently under construction. It's okay. almost ready. I have a group of web designers that are. Creating this really awesome, exciting, um, awesome new platform, and I think that yeah, that's it. Cool. I, don't, I don't have Sweet. Twitter. Yeah, you're good. We'll put all that in the show notes below. So, but thank you so much for doing this. this thank is awesome. you. Thank you for inviting me. We are the artists that make our cities one of a kind. We are the artists behind all the beauty, even in your home. From the architecture that defines the place where you rest to the space in between lined with fine art, handcrafted furniture, and vintage finds, there was an artist who gave you a priceless gift, a piece of themselves. It is our mission to abolish the term starving artistry. This podcast is about interviewing those who have paved the way with their successes in the arts and entertainment industry. Tune in as they give other emerging artist listeners tips to success, as well as advice in the midst of a tipping point. This podcast series will also be a platform to discover together new emerging talent from all over the world. Stay tuned and explore the next Artist Uprising. Use hashtag Artist Uprising to join the movement.